To the According Sources podcast, it's your boy Devin tonight, with, alongside my main man Chris. Uh, me and Chris are doing this, uh, we're gonna railroad this by ourselves tonight. So, Chris, say what up to the people. What's up, people? This is our opportunity to stick it to the dark skinned brothers and Rob and Dre, and we're gonna show them that we're running this shit much better. Hashtag light skins forever. Hey, it's right, it's a new country now. Uh, the light, Barack is basically light skinned. I don't give a damn what nobody say. He high yellow enough. <laughs> Uh, tonight, we're going to jump right in, not even waste no time, because it's a work night. We're going to start with the NBA. Chris, you saw what uh, Chuck said about Kevin Garnett? Uh, I'm not really here trying to hear Chuck's mouth from anything basketball-related anymore. <laughs> He's lost all his credibility as an NBA anything. I'm starting to think that Chuck is... Uh... He's just running out of delusional material, so now he just lying. <laughs> because as for everybody that doesn't know, for all our listeners, Chuck said that... KG is a almost Hall of Famer. And Kevin, being Kevin, coming with one of the best comebacks on Chuck, he said, well, you are uh, almost champion, which is perfect. I can't even, every athlete or NBA Hall of Famer, that's the number one joke that they run on Chuck. And it is always, always, always fantastic. Man, he's been getting that most of his, I, his life. <laughs> I, swear, I was literally like looking up his stats the other day and just ranking him with like other power forwards. Just even like to just test out the legitimacy in him saying that uh, if Kevin was an almost Hall of Famer, and you, you can't even like try to say that and like say it jokingly because Kevin's career is just remarkable. There's no doubt. With Chuck, on the other hand, rebound. I think he was blessed because he came into the lead. With well, I think Moses Malone was playing with him at the time when he came in. That's correct. So that's that. I mean, Chuck. I still don't know if the jury is out on him on if he loves Jimmy Butler as much as he loved Joe King Noah when he played for Bulls. Because I swear, to, Chuck used to almost get a hard on when he's talking about Joe King Noah. Yeah, I love his energy. He's a great player. Like. <laughs> Just fat ass up, man. The funniest shit is when Shaq used to look at him like, God damn, Chuck, you, he don't do nothing else. Like, no no type of athletic compliments, <laughs> nothing like that. <laughs> just a great player. He's just a great player, and you know the nigga can't talk, so. Oh, my God, he's from Bama, right? Of course he can't talk. He leads Alabama, and he always mentioned that he did not graduate high school on time. <laughs> he says it like that's, that's def- like an accomplishment. Because that's definitely an accomplishment around them parts for folks, I guess. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, the smartest people in town, they got a high school degree. Hey, apparently not in Alabama. And don't, <laughs> and don't nobody comment on this podcast talking about talking about Clemson and none of that shit. I love Florida State, and I don't give a damn about no Clemson. I was hoping Alabama won that game. Oh, I was mad. <laughs> mad as hell. Robin, everybody else, Chris, Dre, they can't stand Nick Saban. I'm all right with Saban. Oh, my God. Saban's a great asshole. That's the only thing close to the devil that I want to get in, in connection with. I like Nick Saban. <laughs> Made a grown man cry on a pro football team. I'm all about that. Oh, come on, man. That's a little bit too much, though. I mean, you're a college coach. You shouldn't be out there. I bet you wouldn't try that slick shit in the NFL, which is exactly why he's I, not I, in And it, I think uh, that's what was his demise. Like, he could not pull that shit off. <laughs> I know. Grown-ass man. What? You said what to me? Uh, nah, bro. Nick Saban got that... Uh, well, not Nick Saban, but like, you know, Nick Saban trying to talk to people like that. It's just like, imagine if Nick Saban was like a, a pro uh, NBA head coach. Him trying to talk to somebody like Rajon Rondo, who just recently <laughs> was just like, it's bullshit when they told him, <laughs> when the front office told him about his bench. It might be a bench. 
Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I don't know what he got to be mad about. <laughs> I mean, it'd be it'd be a, di- a totally different story if he had the stats to back it up and he had the leadership of the team, but he doesn't. And from what I've seen from Michael Carter Williams in the last couple of games, I think that was a smart move by Hoiberg in the front office. Man, I was his. Like I, I remember in a few podcasts ago, we talked about Rondo. Like with me, is it's like it's like watching him move in quicksand. Not just him, but the rest of the offense, because you know most of the time, whatever the point guard does, it dictates the rest of the floor. Mm-hmm. And Rondo is like like a decade behind of every other point guard in the NBA. Like that motherfucker couldn't. Like Chris Paul makes him look like Chris Paul looks like the Flash compared to to Rondo, man. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris isn't like. Like some explosive player, he's just a playmaker. God damn, boy! And then, like, who else? Who's behind Michael Carter Williams? Is it Jeremy yeah. Grant? Yeah, he, he. I think he plays point guard and a little bit of the two. Shit, man, you must be crazy. Rondo better get them papers or get them bags packed and ready. Yeah, it's not looking good for him, especially with his history. He's no fool. And especially coach. with, especially with Jimmy starting to ball out, because I'm starting to get this terrible feeling that they're not going to trade Jimmy. You think so? So I usually around this time you'll hear somebody you'll hear like the rumor buzz start to increase exactly but not a damn thing not even the usual December January trade rumors for Tops Gibson either like I was I keep on saying trade Jimmy trade Jimmy just do it at the perfect time right now while it's hot but apparently everybody else must know that motherfucker corny just like how I know you know what I'm gonna I'll predict right now live on this podcast guarantee you. That front office is that front office is not going to rebuild. They're going to keep Gibson. They're going to keep Taj. They're going to keep uh, Taj. They're going to keep uh, Rondo. All the rest of these guys and try to get a big name in the offseason. They try to keep building on free agent signings. They're going to bomb the entire next season like, horribly. I think that <laughs> I think that it's going to be like they're just going to tease you just enough, you know? Like they're yeah. probably going to try to trade to get another guy in in here to make some type of punk-ass playoff run, knowing that realistically they won't get out of the first or second round. Yeah. And to just try to sell people on, on that. And then in the offseason, do exactly what you said. Like, try to sign somebody else. I mean, Devin, let's be honest with ourselves. Like, it's called spade to spade. As long as LeBron James is in the ABA, the Bulls aren't going anywhere. <laughs> they ain't going no damn way. Oh, nobody in the East is going anywhere. Like, even, I'd say... I don't know what the standings are right now. I haven't looked at it for this week. But what is it? Boston. I'm sorry. No, Toronto. They go Cleveland, Toronto, Boston. And then after that, it don't fucking matter. Cause exactly. That's about it. Toronto or Boston is going to play them in the in the conference finals. And that's going to be a wrap. Like, it don't matter. It doesn't. And it, it, the Bulls are going to lose-lose. Because not, not so much a lose-lose, but, like, the best option is just to rebuild. Because doing anything else is just a downfall. I don't really know what's into all of this, though. Hmm. Um, like, you know Chicago sports right now. There's If the Bulls actually do rebuild, that'll be three sports teams in Chicago going through a rebuild process. My <laughs> 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 God. I don't even want to think about it, man. Seriously, that's just horrible. The and Well, two of them are owned by Reinsdorf, so that's it. that should tell people enough in itself. What does that tell you? I mean, this guy's a horrible owner. Oh, my God. And you can speak more about that. All he cares hey. about is in seats. That is it. You can speak for more experience with him than I can. He's he's something else, man. I don't. I, I think Jerry Reinsdorf might be the worst owner in North American sports. Next really? to I, I, 
Ooh, man, that's, that's hard. Maybe next to whoever it is that owns the Cleveland Browns. The Brown family, I guess. No, John, Jimmy Haslam, now. That uh, dude. Yeah, well, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, what did they go, 1-16 this year? I guess so. Not enough. Shit. And then whoever gets drafted is going to get hurt or have some, you know, some drug, have to attend AA meetings for the rest of their life. Or ask if their mom was a prostitute like Des Bryant or some shit. <laughs> I still can't believe that happened, man. What's his name? Um, What was I going to say? But, uh, yeah, back to Jimmy. I think that Jimmy, like, this, it's like a slap in the face. I'm almost happy that this is, that the Bulls are in this position right now. Because it's almost like it's karma for them. Because at the same time, like, they lost, they said they wanted to become more athletic. Mm-hmm. And you got rid of Derek and then signed athletic point guard in Rajon. 29 years old. But at the same time, it's almost like it's not karma because you got this mother over here, like, not showing up for games. Like, not even showing up to, like, the team bus or, like, the, or the team facility to say, like, hey, I ain't going to make it tonight. I don't know how you're going to take that shit. I ain't going to make it. Like, what type of shit is that? I don't know, man. It's just... That entire organization just needs like an entire just bowl of rice right now. I think that Derek is. I, I think that Derek might be on the outside looking in because we yeah. don't really know all the details. But I know on everybody saying on Twitter, social media, that Derek came back to Chicago to visit his mom. But I think Derek mentally isn't. I don't think he's all the way there. And I mean. You know, say what you want. People can say that Derek, he wanted a change, you know, or Derek needed a change from Chicago. Uh-huh. It is a bit of, you know, homesickness right now. You got him playing with somebody who, you know, who always needs the ball in, a, in Carmelo. And, you know, Derek isn't really like, I don't know. I guess Derek isn't shining to his potential. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a hard thing to forecast with him because Derek is such a content very mild um, and quiet guy, so you can't really just read in too much into it from the outside and try to identify what's wrong. But at the same time, it's just like, damn, man, I mean, you're not showing up. I mean, that's serious. Like, remember, Chris texted me the other day, and he was like, if that motherfucker was at a job, that would be his last day. Oh, yeah. Now, because he plays in the NBA, there's going to be a fine, maybe a suspension. I don't think they suspended him, though, but that's that shit is serious. Like, you just don't show up, don't know... And it wasn't like he didn't show up. People were saying nobody knew where he was at. That's hey, But what's your what was when you were when you let, saw let me interject real quick while I still can. I think you're on to something where you're saying that he's not there mentally. You go through a rape trial, you know, for the, the rape you know trial. you know the better part of a year, and you know stuff like that starts to it'll wear on you. He's definitely not all the way there mentally. I'm gone. To build on what Dre was saying, I mean, he's got a point. People don't, they see the athlete, they don't see the life. They don't see what goes into being a star athlete. I think Derrick Rose is still a star athlete. It takes a lot of pressure, and people sometimes don't know how to handle it. And, I mean, Derrick Rose has never really been the greatest PR type of player, so that's not, right. he's just innocent in all of this stuff, but I think it's a lot more to it than people realize. Yeah. It just, I don't know, man. Maybe, like, I have, like, certain players where, like, <laughs> they're my favorite players and I want them to do so well mm-hmm. and keep it too close to the chest. Like, 
for me. Like, I, it's it's always, like, players that, like, everybody else may not like. But I just be like, that motherfucker right there, I want him to do that. One of them recently was Jorge Soler. Like, I was hoping that that motherfucker would hit, like, a grand slam in the World Series or some shit like that. Me too. Even though I know he do no shit like that because he's swinging everything. But it's because I like him, his his personality, you know, his demeanor. He was always wanting to do good. Like, he didn't let shit get him down. Exactly. I feel, I've been feeling about Derek ever since he, ever since he was at Memphis. I was just like, I love that kid. I, I love the person, the type of player he is. You know, he has, obviously, he already has, has a chip on his shoulder in the world against him because of where he's from. And then when he went to New York, I was like, you know what? I hope that motherfucker go over there and ball. And it's, it's hard as you know not just a fan but you know a chicagoan to see a player like that that's going through that because i tell you right now i go on 2k and i bust niggas ass with derrick rose and Seriously. i almost feel like that shit is real i mean i still got 2k 15 i still got d rose jimmy everybody all the entire 15 team i still play <laughs> them <laughs> the memories man but it's, it's tough man it's tough to see somebody go through that and it's like as a fan, you can only watch, and sometimes you have to watch it like a player's demise, like right before your eyes, and it's it's hard to look at. That's another, and I know it's not right, but that's another reason on the inside why I can't stand Jimmy. I can't stand to see that motherfucker smile. I can't. <laughs> I can't mate. stand to see his ass smile, and know Derek ain't 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 doing the shit that he's doing. And motherfucker, I got the notification on my phone that Jimmy was named Player of the Week. I dismissed that shit so quick. I don't want to see that shit. You gotta stop with the Jimmy A, man. He ain't that bad. Fuck that shit. I don't like Jimmy Butler. Tra- get get him out of here in my Trump voice. Get him out. Oh man, you're just bringing a Trump again. No, but you know what? I feel I feel very strong, uh, Trump style about Nico Miracle. <laughs> when they get rid of his ass, we gonna throw an according to sources party, a satellite party. It's gonna be lit. Do you remember when we first started seeing like the hints of uh, Nikola Miritich him comes to the Bulls? I think I was uh, a junior or sophomore in high school. And I started seeing all these, like, highlight tapes from him over in Spain. I'm like, man, this dude is good. And uh, all these threes, he's doing so well. I'm like, okay, yeah, but how's that going to turn this into an NBA basketball, not the Spanish leagues, not the European leagues? And he comes over, he never did look tonight. Never. Nico came busting damn great. I mean, people were talking about this dude like he was the next, like, Spanish Dirk and the Whiskey or something. I'm just like, are you serious? And he it's just it hasn't come to fruition. Nico is trash. Straight trash, homie. He'll give you a three every now and then when you need it, but you ain't doing a major. Don't expect him to win a game for you. I just can't. To, wa- <laughs> to watch him on defense is almost unbearable. It is pretty bad. Oh he is God. terrible. He's horrible. God. But it's it's like Rondo and Nico, they complement each other on the opposite ends, of the, opposite ends of the court, a.k.a. one of the most enigmatic teams in the NBA, the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. They're about as enigmatic and like bipolar as uh <laughs> my girl oh. Ronda Rousey. <laughs> oh man, that that entire situation with her is just sad. But um, with the Bulls, we we beat the best teams, but we lose to the worst teams. I remember uh, I think it was the last week I called it. It was in the group chat. We were talking about how the Bulls' schedule is coming up, and they played some of the best teams in the league, and we're going to win a majority of them. We're going to lose the next three or four games. Oh, we, lost yeah. the, we lost to the Wizards, man. The Wizards. That shit hurt. Two points. That shit hurt. I was like, really, man? I turned the game off. I was just disgusted. That shit really hurt. Because who, who, who was it? John Wall, he hit a jumper to, to to close it, right? Exactly. Man. 
That's the Bulls. That's a Bulls in a nutshell. It's like they only show up for the big games. All these the games they play on national TV, they're always there. The games they show on WGN and like the other uh, home channels, they suck ass. I feel like it's on purpose or something. Jimmy. Blame Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy's not the only reason for all this, man. Come on, though. Blame fucking Jimmy. No, no, no. But it definitely is. It like, you you could just see Fred Hoiberg over there wanting to pull his damn hair out. Like, what the fuck? Why can't I get you guys to do this every night? But like how Dre said, as Dre said a long time ago, you you're trying you're trying to build you're trying to have a team win on a consistent basis in a league where all the relatively successful teams are athletic as shit. Yeah. So that's why you see them, you know, beat a Cleveland. Um, that's why you see them beat a Cleveland. Who Cleveland isn't obviously besides LeBron and Kyrie. Um, the rest of them, they're not exactly athletic, but. So they kind of somewhat match up well against them, but that's why you see them get their ass kicked by someone like Milwaukee on back-to-back nights. Yeah, that like was J- with Jabari, with Giannis, and that back-to-back. Chris was Middleton was busting Jimmy Butler ass when he was. Oh healthy. God! And it wasn't because they were better; because they were just so much more faster. And they were beating them on the fast break, on the offensive rebounds. I'm like, Jesus! Are you gonna play some defense? Seriously, I'm kind of tired of seeing Giannis going there from the three-point line, making one jump and getting the rebound. I, I, I wish I could play with Giannis on my park on 2K. I bust Dre ass. Oh, don't say that. You can have this man jump back in. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, out of all the uh, the pains with this organization, like who do you think is going to be the first to go? Because I don't see Gar or Pax leaving. I don't. Gary and I, Gary. Uh, Ryan Storff is just too loyal to a fault. Well, I, I don't know what Fred's contract is, but I could see them – Keeping Fred for a while because they, are, I think they are still paying Thibs, or if I'm not. Mistaken. Oh yeah. Um. So they might just, you know, stick it out with Fred. Maybe they'll bo- make some bullshit moves like whoever's the director of scouting, um, you know, stuff like that. But I, I just don't see that happening. I, I, I if we went into the off season and you know the summer camp started, where you know all the players report for training camp, and yeah. guard packs are still there, I would not be surprised at all. Um, one thing I don't understand is how this they feed this notion to the fan base that you know, we're going to win now, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. You start that and you trade Derrick Rose, the most athletic player on that team, and now the most athletic player on our team is who, Jimmy Butler? He's about as athletic as like a gluten-free potato or something. <laughs> he's. I don't hate Jimmy, but he's just—he's not what they make him out to be. He's not a leader. Hey man, Jimmy got ups. Jimmy ain't jumping shit. Bro. Jimmy ain't jumping nothing but hoops for that front office. <laughs> for the PR, <laughs> that man is the Uncle Tom of the NBA for sure. Oh my God, yes. He's Uncle Tom. He's a cornball. He's every name I could think of that implies kissing the white man's ass, man. Oh. Oh, Jimmy, I can't. Ugh. Jimmy ain't on that Jason Whitlock hate level for me. Oh, he's not like, there yet. He ain't there yet. But Jimmy, I, I just, I don't like that boy. I don't. However, I used to, like in sort of segue here, I used to dislike Ronda Rousey the way I dislike Jason Whitlock. But now it's like, I, I almost, almost, slightly, I'm not going to go too far, but I almost feel bad for her. I ain't never, that's like, you ever seen one of them fights in school, like in the cafeteria, where it's two motherfuckers <laughs> getting into it? And, you know, 
you being a good human being, you'd be like, hey, bro, like, hey, man, that motherfucker can fight. Let's just lead us alone. Like, and they, you know, they talking, nah, man, fuck that shit. I'll fight him. I'll fight him at the school. Like, he's crazy right now. Don't even trip, bro. Like, somebody should have been telling Rhonda that. Like, baby, maybe this ain't the, maybe this ain't the right person for you to jump back into the octagon with. Let's take some mop-up shit first. I think she knew that, though. She knew that. She just didn't want to make it seem like she was um, taking a lesser opponent. At the same time, man, you ain't fought in a year, like, uh, competitively. And you ain't exactly the best anymore, boo-boo. I mean, it's a lot of people, a lot of women, in that, <laughs> a lot of women in that division right now that's trying to prove their own because she's out now. I don't see her making a comeback from any of this, to be honest. They don't. Nuna has beat the shit out of her ass. Oh, my God. Boy, she folded that girl like an envelope. You see the highlights? Oh, my God. Could, she, did, she did not connect Nuna as well once. Funny shit was when her being like stayed in front of Ralph, in front of Ralph, and he was like, you know, it's, it's over. And then like ten seconds later, she just stands with her hands on her hips, like, oh, that was that that shit happened. Like, no, nah, baby. <laughs> that was forty some odd seconds. <laughs> I just can't believe that, man. Like, and you know what sucks is that is that you know Dana White. Builds motherfuckers up like that and just uses them. Yeah. If she stopped fighting right now, that's it. Like, Dana ain't gonna want nothing else to do with her. Please, the motherfucker, like, to come and box. And that's my thing. But he's over there hustling these MMA guys and hustling people like Ronda Rousey, knowing damn well that she shouldn't have took that fight. But because it was a ticket. You know, he put it up to it. I don't know. I feel like he her into it. I, I don't see her taking that fight on her own. She's not a dumb person. I mean, she can't really fight anymore, but she's not a dumb person. Mm-hmm. But you know who is a dumb person, though? Oh, get Everybody it, from Dallas. That's a Cowboys fan. That's about it. Oh, shit. As Rob said, there goes some of our, our demographic of followers right there. <laughs> oh, my God. Many people in Texas... Uh, you can might as well go on our Twitter right now and just unfollow us because we're not going to hold back on this shit. I mean, they don't know if they like their whiskey, their Trump flags, or Jerry Jones more. <laughs> you think you think that you think Jerry Jones voted for Trump? Oh come on now, this is a billionaire. He's going to get a tax break of a couple hundred million dollars. He's going to improve Jerry Jerry World some more. Come on now. Some of these bammers, man, I'd be looking at them like. You know, maybe your white ass didn't vote for Trump. Like, I, I'd be wanting to give them the benefit of the doubt. But it's more and more as 2017 carries out. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm profiling you, motherfucker. Yeah, you definitely voted for Trump. I know you did. Uh, there's this TV show on ESPN, and I, it's called Jalen and Jacoby. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the Jacoby dude is really cool. He made some really good points on uh, Dak Prescott and how the entire, like, drama between him and Romo. And he brought mm-hmm. Jerry Jones into the fold. He basically said that. I mean, he said it's on ESPN of all networks. That Jerry Jones doesn't want a black man to lead his team. Say, wait a minute, wait a minute. He said what? Uh, the Jacoby dude from my um, Jalen and Jacoby show basically said that Jerry Jones doesn't want a black man to lead his team, which is why he was so like reluctant on giving him the starting role. Damn. And to be honest with you, I I, I see that it has some merit to it. My younger brother thinks that Jerry. Um, you know, he hustled that situation up. Like, he gassed that whole situation up. Like, Tony could come back and he could take Dak's spot. And then, like, when, like, they solidified that first-round pick, he was like, no, no, no. You know, uh, Dak is our quarterback. Mm-hmm. And he was like, now they just waiting on Dak to fuck up. 
So the whole time they could be, you know, they could use it as a fallback to be like, you see, Jerry was right. The owner was right. They should have let Tony. But imagine how this storyline plays out. They play the Packers. Aaron Rodgers historically is really good indoors. Oh, man, he's going to turn that dome into his own house. So I, I imagine that, dude. Imagine that Dak don't show up. Like, it's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird, like, try to predict going forward if the Cowboys lose. Because you have to wonder, if you thought the quarter, quarterback controversy was huge during the season, imagine after they lose in, the, in their first playoff appearance after a bye week. You know what that means? Looks like I won't be watching ESPN for the next three weeks. It's going to be exciting. Uh, I can't say that. It is going to be all up on the Cowboys' uh, jock. Let's say that. Oh, shit. Ed Warner going to be right there in uh, in uh, Urban, Texas. Every day. Oh, Every see, single day. We saw Jerry Jones. I heard he used three-ply today instead of two-ply. <laughs> they don't play that shit, man. I don't understand but, it, man. But, you know, as delusional as people think Jerry Jones is, the, hit, the, the Cowboys fans are even more delusional. I I equivalent uh, Cowboys fans to statements made by uh, Alshon Jeffrey. They they literally the same, literally the same. Alshon said if the Bears gonna win the Super Bowl next season, goddamn it, you could probably say Cowboys say it's the same equal. But regular Cowboys fans are bad enough. But Cowboys fans that are in sports media. I mean, God, Skip Bayless named one of them. And oh, skip is Skip. I really can't wait to see the smug look on his face and Aaron Rodgers goes in there on Sunday or Saturday whenever they play and just blow the place up. Because I, I... See. I go ahead. But Skip not going to... He's not going to give Aaron the credit on him. You think it would be like, oh, it's the Cowboys' fault? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> whenever one of Skip's teams lose, it's not because the other team played better. It's because his team played poor. Like, <laughs> when the Spurs lost the first time to the Heat, uh-huh. it wasn't because of LeBron playing well. Ray Allen saved the entire season and LeBron didn't ball out in game seven. It, it just, it couldn't have been LeBron that left him there. He did the same to Kobe. <laughs> when Kobe used to play OKC in the playoffs before they overtook LA. He did the same thing to him. He's no different. And I, I do think that, that part. Now, um, Shannon, Shannon Sharp is, Shannon Sharp is a bit, is, he's almost refreshing to me. Uh, in comparison to to uh, to Stephen A, because Stephen A, ooh, on that big ass hairline, <laughs> I have one c word. I have I have one c word that could perfectly fit right on his forehead. And if anybody know my history with Jason Whitlock, you know the c word that I'm talking about. So that's that. <coughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, man. I mean, other than that, I don't really see—I don't really see Skip giving anybody any credit that's named Aaron Rodgers if they win. Is that? I'd probably turn on uh, first take just to hear Stephen A. Smith call Aaron Rodgers a bad man again. That was it, boy. I love—I love to hear that shit, and don't nobody else want to hear it either. Nobody does. I don't understand why. To be honest with you, I mean, I, I do understand why, but there's just so many haters of just good people that destroy their teams. I mean, the I mean, sports media has that's been their whole season this year talking about the Cowboys. Nothing else. I mean, the cow. Think about how that works. ESPN, uh, East Coast biased media, sports media as you've ever seen, 
the Dallas Cowboys, led by a black quarterback and a black rookie running back, overtake most of their news coverage of the Patriots and Tom Brady. ESPN loved Tom Brady. Can't, won't ever stop talking about him. And they let the Cowboys overtake them. You can only imagine the national meltdown that is going to take place if and when the Packers beat the Cowboys this weekend. You know, would have been a really great matchup. Even the Packers would have lost. Let's say, okay, let's say the Packers lose to the Giants. I would have loved to see the Giants go into the Cowboys Stadium and get their pants smoked off. I would have actually rooted for the Cowboys because I can't stand Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know what it is. It's just the essence of a prima donna, bro. I, I totally forgot about that boat shit. Oh, I forgot about that shit. <laughs> I told I, I don't know why I let that shit slip my mind. That boy couldn't catch a cold on Sunday, man. That he was terrible. And you know what? It wasn't even the Packers secondary, man. He was just dropping balls and not running the correct routes. And I understand it's this frozen tundra, but New York isn't exactly Long Beach either. Yeah. I'm in Jersey on the East Coast. You used to cold. I ain't, I'm not trying to hear it. I don't really. That's another like funny soul to me because ain't nobody gonna reprimand Odell, especially Giants management. They ain't gonna reprimand him because he bring in money. He bring in Jersey sales. You think Mac? They gonna let Macadoo tell his ass what to do? Macadoo knew about that bullshit, but. As long as Odell is on TV, as long as people are talking about him, mm-hmm. that's Jersey's, man. People love him for acting an ass, for jabbing and shit in the street. They don't care about dude, man. I, I, could tol- I could totally see, you know, them going a different direction if Eli start, you know, voicing his opinion on how he feels about Odell. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could see them like, all right, well, you know, we're going to tr- draft a quarterback this year in the draft. Because he's like the future of their team, almost like even though I love Chad, it's almost like how Chad was in Cincinnati. Yeah, Carson Palmer left. Chad was still Chad. He didn't give a shit. He was still, still out there doing his thing because he sold jerseys. So, but he, I, he is definitely a total prima donna, and he's also, you know, uh, I think I think Odell, if he played for the Bears, he would live in Roscoe Village. We'll just say that. <laughs> Oh, man. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. But, you know, it's a lot of dramatic. Cold-blooded. What'd you say? Cold-blooded. <laughs> it's a lot of dramatic people that live in Roscoe Village. I ain't got nothing wrong with that. I'm just telling you the demographics and the location of people. That's it. But, oh, but i tell you what. Oh, hope that Dez don't show up. I sure hope that Dez have himself a, a Odell Beckham type game. Ooh, I can't stand the Cowboys. Even if he does have a death type game, I don't see that propelling to a victory. Say what? I don't. Uh, even if he does have a regular death type game with under fifty yards or something like that, I don't see them. I don't see that pushing them over the edge of winning a game because that Cowboys defense it's a bend don't break, and the Packers just have too many weapons for them to carry. And I know this is coming from a Packers fan. I get it. I understand it. Don't hate me, but uh, I just don't see it. And I'm not gonna be ragging I'm not gonna be ragging on the Packers like that dude on Twitter that uh, E Brooks on cut dude. And uh I don't no, that's just that's just negative. That neck ass. <laughs> oh god, don't even start on that guy. Man, I, I think I think the Packers So this is my picks. I got the Chiefs beating the Steelers, the Packers beating the Cowboys for obvious reasons. Um the Patriots, I don't even wanna like decide what that score gonna be. Um 
And who else did I? Who am I missing? This, I think the Seahawks are going to beat the Falcons. And that's it, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and there yeah, it is. four games. It's H-U-S with our playoff picks, and we never really do that shit. That's what happens when you get light-skinned people running the show, baby. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got the Chiefs beating the Steelers? Oh, yeah. I ain't afraid of no damn Ben Roethlisberger. I, I hope Roethlisberger lose. So who's going to stay A-B? Why you got the ass challenging shit, man? I mean, I'm just asking. Can, can you name hey, Devin, can you name one defensive back that's not Eric Berry on that secondary for the Chiefs? Can you? For in, in all realistic, you know, facts here, I the Chiefs, they're almost like the Cowboys in a sense. So that bid don't break type defense. Yeah. Because they're always trying to run like these these cover zones to where Eric Berry can be all over the field. However, they got a lot of guys, man. And, and you know what? I might have to rethink that pick, even though I'm not. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm just going to say the Chiefs are my upset. But – the Steelers got Le'Veon balling right now, even though he did that shit against Miami. Um, yeah. Uh, but also, yeah, I guess Antonio. Ain't nobody going to stick his ass. But we, we, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. I got the Chiefs. So that's Devin's pick, not A2S's universal pick. Out of all the haters that are hating right now on the Chiefs and the Steelers, I mean, that's going to be a really good game. I, the Chiefs are at home. I do think that crowd presence will mess up that uh, that's not count. I do. But – that's going to be a tight one, man. Seriously. Just neither one team is, like, so much more better than the other. However, if the Steelers advance, I think they definitely have a better shot of beating Tom Brady and the Patriots than rather than um, the Chiefs. I mean, of course, it's Roethlisberger can throw a pass for 515 yards. God, Roethlisberger is the worst. Wait, the worst? What? As a person. Oh, he's, yeah, he's horrible. He's a horrible person. Roethlisberger. Rape was Burger. Rape was Burger in hell. You guys are, come on, man. Give the guy, he had his day in court. Oh, my God. If we had a. <laughs> Mike Vick still trying to come clean. And he, and he served his time. I know I heard a story about some girl that was throwing dogs into a river in the south somewhere and how she didn't get any jail time. And yet, Mike Vick was supposedly running a dog ring. And this man lost his career and his life. <laughs> It's a crazy way working life works, man. It'd be a shade thing. Shameful. Did you hear about George Carlin said that he didn't say about Melo and Kenny Martin and just anybody he didn't like? Oh, because George Carl is uh, suffering from, you know, whatever brain cells he lost when he was uh, going through cancer treatment. I mean, George has never been an intelligent individual. In a yeah. sense of like being a like a player's coach, I I saw I think it was on Undisputed. Uh, Kenya Martin said, you know, he's if you want to talk about a guy who's great at talking about X's and O's, it's George Carl, hands down. Period. Coach, like somebody who's gonna influence us and talk to us and and you know be that like father figure in the locker room. He's terrible, and that that's it, that speaks volumes on who George Carl is. So for anybody to put credit in that shit that he's talking about, it, it's, it's it's not worth it because he's an idiot. I, I I would love to get him like to see him on a you know a sit down show like a like a first take or a undisputed. Just to get to how idiotic he tries to you know summarize and justify all that shit that he said in that book. Everything that he said, it wasn't exact it wasn't constructive criticism. It was just plain saltiness and hate. I mean, he has no salt to 
take away the ice from almost every street in Chicago right now. And there's a lot of ice in these streets right now. Because <laughs> that lady that the buster shit. And in case, in case, <laughs> side note, in case all of our followers don't follow me on Twitter, it's a Mr. Underscore High Yellow. You will hear the funniest Chicago, uh, the sh- funniest Chicago story of this winter. As I seen this old white woman bust up shit on Chicago Avenue in Larrabee. Please check it out. I continue, Chris. <laughs> but um, it's it's just baseless anger and salt. I don't, I can't quote exactly what he said, but I do remember something he said along the lines of. Him and Melo and uh, Kimmy might never want anything because they didn't have fathers in their life. I think that's what he said. Something like that. And when I heard that, I was like, no. Terrence Carlin really said that. Somebody took his words out of context. I mean, he's a, he's a nice guy. He ain't never been that type of guy. And then I go back and I just read different sources, and I'm just like, wait, he really is saying all this stuff. And I'm just like, <laughs> why? Like, what's wrong with you, bro? Like, how do you – Or I was thinking like, about like, how does somebody let him get away with saying that shit? Like, nobody was just like, whoa, like, hey, bro, I don't think that's a good idea to write that shit. Unless, unless, unless George is struggling for money right now. Then I can understand that shit. You gotta be, you gotta say some, some off-the-wall shit when you broke. And do off-the-wall shit when you broke. I'm looking at, I Google George Carl, and the first thing I see is George Carl, uh, Carl Q&A. This isn't what I wanted. What do you mean this isn't what you wanted? You knew what you said when you said that. You came at these two wealthy, successful, and doesn't mean if they have a ring or not, successful NBA players and Keenan Martin being a former one, and talking about them, them being fatherless. How is that not what you wanted? You knew what you were saying. That's similar to Trump. What's her name? Uh, uh, Condoleezza or whatever is. Condoleezza Rice. You know, whatever, whatever his spokesperson's name is, she was like, don't listen to the shit that he says, listen to his heart. Even though this motherfucker keep on saying dumb shit that, come, that comes from his heart. Oh, just correction. Not Condoleezza. I mean, like Emma Rosa. <laughs> no. Yeah. You mean Kellyanne Conway? Kellyanne oh, her. Conway. That's her name. There's so many of them nowadays, I forget. So, like, George is the epitome of, like, like trying to backtrack. Like, saying, like, well, I meant to say that it came from my heart. So whatever I said, get on me. Disregard that. Oh, my God. This was a... Family-oriented, light-skinned, run podcast, and now Robert Tate has just joined us. Oh man, here we go. Dark skinned men unite. It was it was going really really good. Talking about Pence and Smokey Robinson. You bring your Rick James ass in here. I had to come in and clean it up, man. I could feel the light skinnedness coming out uh, through the airwaves. Where it's coming in and, and clean things up. <laughs> the I had to turn this thing more black. My man Rob, how you he, feeling, bro? He can feel the aura. I'm cool, cool, man. I'm just like, um, joining in late, man. On daddy duty time, man. Kitty's finally in the, in the bed, so I forgot how happy. What what I what I miss? The whole show. <laughs> cool, man. Play, play nice, Devin. Play nice, man. But um, we we were talking about um Jimmy Butler and trading him and not being a leader and the athleticism of the Bulls. And then we went up further on to Ronda Rousey and the Cowboys and Jason Willocks. <laughs> and I now we're talking about um George Carl and his um his selective amnesia. Oh, that bomb! What a bomb! What a bomb, man! What a complete bomb! Like. You, you like you would you would figure that you know people that do stuff like that 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 make those kind of that, that write those kind of books that they're like broke, yeah. like 
Like, I, I mean, are you, really that, are, you, are you that hard up that you got to go <laughs> pedal, pedal your book around and, and, and you know, and, and go on multiple radio shows and, like, is it, I get the feeling like I only heard him talk to me once, you know, throughout this whole process. But he was on like Mike and Mike, and like just the feeling that I got from it was like he kind of felt uneasy. Like, like he didn't really want to. Like, he doesn't really want to be saying that about his players or his, his ex players or whatever. Like, like, but don't do it. I'm, I'm sure George Carl made him enough money in his lifetime to where he didn't have to write this stupid book. Like, if you write a book, write a self help book or some shit. Like, don't. <laughs> Talk about you know your ex players and you know them being fatherless and all that kind of other shit. Nonsense, man. Because when you say something like that, man, that's not something you can come back from. It's not. It's not. Not when you get that personal about multiple players. Like like he's he he talked about multiple players and like personal shit. Like not even like yeah, um, fucking uh, Adam Iverson was a horrible point guard. You know he he know how to run run the offense that I wanted to run or some shit like that. It was. Yeah, players with Kenya Martin being fatherless or whatever the fuck. It's like, come on, man, what are you doing? Like that, 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 that brother has like kids and shit now. Who, by the way, if you haven't seen Kenya Martin's son dunking on people at whatever you know level of basketball he's playing at right now, you should definitely Google that. Well, yeah, yeah. he got ups. As long as he don't bust his knees up like his pops did. <laughs> That's that, that was a downfall of Kenya Martin coming out of out of college. Kenya Martin was supposed to have been like basically Blake Griffin, booming on cats. He messed up his knees, man. And he wasn't ever he wasn't exactly a light like a light guy. He was always kind of on the heavier side. So, but I mean, in that era, being six nine and being that heavy didn't exactly mean he wasn't be a good power forward. No. So y'all think y'all have to talk about uh, Ronda Rousey getting uh, shit pushed in too, huh? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, I had my shit pushed in, bro. <laughs> <laughs> she Okay, so she got to stop, right? I mean, like, this is this has to be it, right? I mean, all credibility is, is, is shot at this point, right? I mean, am I, am I wrong in assuming that? I mean, can you... I, mean, I guess fighters can come back and, you know, as, like, whooped. But how do you come back from that constantly? Like, it's not like she's, like, she's not even, like, like... Are you at least pitching these bitches? I mean, are you touching them at all? It's like she's getting her ass whooped in like record time. Like so, from a from a person that was like beating the hell out of people to like have it done to you now is crazy to me. So I feel like you know she loses another fight, you might have to put on like suicide watch or something. <laughs> oh man, that's another demographic of that soft millennials, man. They just lost. But uh, what else? Like I said, dude, she. Her game saved her life. Then, when she realized that her game saved her, her hands on her hips, it was just like, wait a goddamn minute. Did that just happen the way it just did? Oh, like, yes, it did, Rhonda. Must have looked up at the clock like, like that motherfucker said 48 seconds. Nah, it's still say 48. Yeah, 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 you know, they picked the worst possible person for her to come back against. Like, the, the absolute worst possible person. You mean like a warm, a what, a warm body? No, like somebody that can actually like box. She, she don't like she could be anybody right now. Like, you, you look at all of the people that she did beat. They were all people that like to grapple. 
if Nunez would have tried to grapple with Ronda Rousey, she probably got armbarred too. The same thing happened in the last fight where it was another person that could strike. Like, and that's where all of the new generation of UFC women fighters are going. Like, they're going away from all that wrestling. They don't want to wrestle. They want to so, box. That's what <laughs> so, I mean, man. Warren body. At this point, so, she came. Nobody. All of these new girls are going to stand up, and they're going to punch you in the face. And, like, if you saw Ronda, like, trying to punch her, all of her punches were all, all wild and loopy. She couldn't really get anything behind them. And Nunez was out there throwing punches like she was Tyson. Like, she was lining her <laughs> up. Um... <laughs> So for, that was the first problem, was putting her up against somebody who was an actual striker and not another grappler. The second problem was making her come back and fight when I have a feeling she didn't really want to fight to begin with. Um, that's, that's another thing. It feels like, she, like she's, she's over it. Like even like the beginning of the, the whole thing, right? Like all of the PR for the fighting, it never really seemed like she was there. And I think, um, who's the other chick, uh, the, other, the other fighter? The woman fighter who uh, who Nunez just knocked out. Um, Couldn't tell you, bro. Damn, why can't oh, I, man. Uh, I can't remember her name, but anybody who's listening to us knows who knows who I'm talking about. She was looking at the um, the uh, the press as well, and she was like, "I don't know if Ronda wants to be there." Like, she's not doing any press. She's walking out, not talking to anybody. She's having like mental break breakdowns. Um, she didn't want to be there, and she ended up having to take that fight and ended up getting getting the hell beat out of her. I mean, like Rob said, I don't personally think she should fight again. And the way things are going, it doesn't seem like she wants to fight again. But uh, if she does and she loses like that, they're definitely going to have to put her on suicide watch. Because I don't, I don't think she'll... Cause she was talking about killing herself after she got knocked out the first time. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, she went to a deep depression after that 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 other one uh, as athlete. So, uh, so the Knicks lost on the last second shot from uh, Philly tonight. T.J. McConnell. <laughs> so did. as if as if they didn't. Misha Tate. It was Misha Tate. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, damn. I should I should have given that damn name. But uh, uh, as if the New York media needed more to uh get on the Knicks case about they losing the last second shot. To fucking oh my god, Porzingis with the air ball with the air ball three. Devin, you still here? <laughs> I want I don't want us dark skinned guys to come in and take over your podcast, man. I don't know, dude, because like everything you guys are saying, it is like you are in a deep well or something. <laughs> is, is, is that how it sounds? Yeah, like it sounds bad. Really? Everyone sounds fine to me. God yeah, damn it! Fine to me. D Rose had twenty five points tonight, huh? Ever since fucking Rob jumped in, man. Yeah, he uh, hey, man, my blackness took over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he had like 17 in the first half, I think. So he didn't do much in the second half. Um, Porzingis didn't do nothing the whole game. No, he, he was pretty off. I don't know what his problem was. I saw I saw his uh, halftime stats. I think he only had two at the half. I, I didn't see anything after that. But yeah, I, figured it, it, I figured it couldn't have gotten any, any better. Yeah. So maybe he was still reeling by the fact that Derrick Rose asked for a $150 million contract. He couldn't get over it. All right. So, <laughs> so we haven't had the Derrick Rose conversation yet, right? I, I think they have. Haven't you guys talked about D-Rose? Right? Uh, yeah, we did. Fuck that. My, 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 I want to have my, my turn to talk about this shit. <laughs> okay. So, okay, two separate issues. First of all, like like Dre just mentioned, you know, that whole deal where all of a sudden it, it just felt weird to me that that would even come out. Today, 
after all of this shit that happened, um, you know, I would I would wonder first of all where that came from, who said it, what sources near him. And that's that's how it was reported. Sources near Rose said the shit. What source near Rose is saying that today? Like what? Like what? <laughs> is that his agent saying that shit today? Like today of all days, you would figure everybody around Rose would not mention money next year, new contract. None of those words would be in a mouth today. So who got that that scoop today is, is was my question the minute I heard that this morning. I didn't quite understand yeah, that. I, I, I was having a conversation with, with a person a week ago before all of this shit even happened saying, I don't understand the people around Derrick Rose. At some point, Derrick has to be uh, his feet have to be held to the fire for a lot of the shit because you, at this point, you are a grown ass man. Like I, I, I had posted on Twitter, I'm a supervisor at my job. You no call, no show on me. I will fire your ass. That's it. It's a wrap, bro. That's I'm firing you. Everybody, everybody that's listened to this podcast that's that's heard us a couple times know my affinity for Derrick Rose. I walked the same streets as the kid. I've defended him. I've defended him when he was here. I'm defending why he's been, been in New York. I'll still probably defend him, but th- in this particular situation, there was no reason he shouldn't have at least texted the coach of uh, a- anybody. Something. There's no somebody, reason. Derek is. Uh, I think D- Derek is on drugs. That's uh, whatever, whatever. Whatever his reason it is, whatever it is. But Derek, you have a, you have a job to do. He was like, I didn't want to be a distraction to the team. Well, you were. You were the biggest distraction. You did it in the biggest possible way. If you just would have sent a text or a call, say, hey, you know what? My mind is, I'm out of it tonight. You know, I'm, I'm having some issues at home with my kid, my mother, whatever the case is. I've seen players get personal days. And then the team can, can doctor it up and say, you know, there's an illness. Or whatever the case is. They would do that for you. I'm sure they've done it a thousand times before. He's taking a day. He's going back home. He has a personal. He has a personal issue at home. He'll be back for the next game. No big deal. And then nobody. Everybody goes okay. Whatever. Derek has to go home for a personal issue, and that's it. But since you decided to just go AWOL and hop on a plane and go home, <laughs> Derek was on a Delta flight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like going through TSA and shit. <laughs> Derek, what you, hey, bro, uh, what you doing? Don't y'all got a game tonight? Nah, nah, ain't no game. In the game, I'm trying to catch his fight though. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Did you see that uh, that one meme? It was like uh, Derek saw No on the schedule. They thought it meant they didn't have a game. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> yeah, Derek has to do better with that kind of stuff, man. Don't 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 do that. It's, you're, you're in a contract year, dog. Like who's around you? At what point is he coming home and he's talking to somebody? He, talk, he talked to somebody. It had to be mama, brother, uh, girlfriend. No, wasn't brother. Wasn't brother because we know Reggie. Brother, brother, ain't, brother ain't going. He ain't gonna keep it. He'll keep it more tight lipped than Derek. But somebody at some point had to have said, "Bruh, you coming home? Ain't that a game tomorrow, uh, tonight? Have you talked to anybody? Like, be able to kick sense into you if you ain't got it yourself." So I blame just him just as much as I blame everybody around him, too. Well, it's not even... Oh, it's that, but it's another thing. I honestly... I've been saying this a while. I've been tweeting it ever since Derrick Rose got traded to New York. I honestly don't think he's over being 
traded from his hometown team. I think that's I think there's something to that. Team. I think I think there's something to that. I could see that because he feels like he wasn't appreciated. He didn't like the way it went down. Well, I mean, at this point, he needs to come to grips with it. It's happened. It's mm-hmm. happened. Let it go. You got to move forward with your life. Uh, the the Bulls did. That's how, that's how. That's why they traded you. They're moving forward, so you need to move forward. You need to think about your future, unless you just don't care. But your future is this new contract that you're trying to get, and you skipping out on games. They're gonna help your case. And then you know whatever asshole you got around you that's putting out this absurd number of one fifty. You know they need to be slapped as well. So everybody in this camp, man. Like I know the Bulls had their part and not handling shit right. I, I get it. They did. They, they still aren't handling shit right. Fred Horberg still isn't handling shit right. As much as we want to give him a pass for his coaching, you know, maybe because he hasn't had the tools around him and all of that. No, no, no. Fred, that Fred, Fred is probably not a good coach. He's probably so, not a good so coach. We're, okay, so we're, we're finally coming around to this. He's probably, Fred, he's probably not a good coach. But and then, even, like, even, even still... Like, even X's and O's too, Dre. Like, just, just like Handling your players, yeah, that, like, yeah, there's, no reason, that. There, there's no reason why Rondo shouldn't know why he's benched. Like, like no, they, they, they did tell him why. <laughs> they said, but, we, but, but they, did you hear the comments they they said, said, He said we were saving you from yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I can't stand the Bulls organization so much. It is so much stupidness. And then you know what's crazy? The Bulls are next play tomorrow, don't they? Huh? Yeah. yeah, they do. I think the Bulls are next play on national Jimmy, TV. Jimmy not tomorrow. playing that game. Jimmy not Thank playing that game. So the Bulls, the Bulls are about to get destroyed. It's going to be hilarious. I can't wait. I got to make sure I pick up Derek and my DraftKings to brought in. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't know, man. I, I don't want to take over Devin's show. Devin, this is your show, man. This is your show. Go ahead. No, man, Rob, <laughs> I think like, if you look at what Rob said, it makes a good point. Like, too many of us, like, like Chris, it goes back to my point earlier, where I was thinking, like, I love Derek so much, and I want him to do well so bad. Right, right. It's like this, where you just got to be like, all right, man, I can't make any more excuses to do, like, nigga, you, you too grown to be doing this shit now. Like you, like you're you're a veteran in this league now. You got traded from Chicago. That was almost a mutual thing because you basically didn't want to be there either. You needed to change for yourself. Nice, now yeah. this, you're not even making the best of the situation. Like who the fuck does that? Like you don't show up to a game and then you say you don't want to be a distraction. God. Like that. No, bro. Oh like, God, it's so stupid, man. You could have easily been like, yo, I got some serious shit going on, like how one of my brothers does. This When this motherfucker call off, it's the funniest shit in the world. Like, hey, uh, you could take that as me quitting, or you could take that as just a personal thing. I'm just letting you know. Hey, out of respect, <laughs> there's no, no way in the world like Derek that. is a, a rational human being. Like, it's just not possible. I don't think he's ever, he's not used to this. Like, he's not used to being normal. And right now, he's just normal. Like, he's not used to that. He doesn't know how to to respond to it, how to react to it, Um, clearly, because he's doing things like this. Like, he's – I wouldn't say he's normal because Derek isn't a normal basketball player. I mean, he's still better than most people, but he's used to being better than just about everybody. And so, that, but you know, and that that part you just said, Dre, just even still, like listening to, because I, I mean, I know Dre ain't been hearing this because he's in in, uh, in Georgia now, but like even just listen to like the people, and even still, 
you know, of course they were licking their chops over this, and you know that we they they even live played this his, his press conference over you know on the radio today and everything, and just you know even still talking about you know what he's not as a player and all of that. I mean, like you see. If, if, if he's averaging 17 points. Like, come on. What like, he is is still a, a good still point very guard good. in the NBA. I think what the, the – don't the, the thing – this is what gets me. Like, he doesn't play here anymore. I don't understand why Chicago still has his – I, I don't get that shit. And what no, – like, like, everything that he does. Like, it's, it's, an, it's incredibly ridiculous and petty to me that all Chicago media has, like, this axe to grind with Derrick Rose. I have no idea why. If, if, if I mean, everything that you wanted to happen happened. You left. It's Jimmy Butler's team. The only thing that didn't happen is the Bulls fucking suck. Like, basically, you want them to be so good with Jimmy, and it still didn't it's happen. Not, it's not fucking happening. So we, we, we all tried to everyone tell else. It wasn't everyone else. It wasn't just let Jimmy be Jimmy and all of this other crap and build the team around Jimmy. The same thing still applies that I've been saying for like the last two years. If Jimmy Butler is the best player on your team, you're not a very good basketball team. And all of the things that Jimmy is doing is really, really good. But how many times throughout the history of the NBA have we seen basketball players put up a whole bunch of numbers on bad basketball teams? And people are acting like this has never happened before. Like, oh, my God, Jimmy scored 52 points. Well, goddamn it, Tony Dell did too. And I don't remember nobody congratulating him for being a great basketball player. Like, it, it happens. People Jimmy put Butler, up numbers on bad basketball teams. It happens Jimmy all the time. Would, would basically be Kevin Love, basically. Kevin yeah. Love was putting up astronomical numbers. I mean, he was getting 20 and 20 certain nights. And but, he, if, and, and but if he's the, the best player on your team, you're not winning shit. And that's just it. That's all. That's it. That's all, and we do. That's all we kept trying to tell people is like, look, I mean, y'all want Jimmy to be this, the, the savior of this shit, and he's not. He can't be. Just looking at it from a basketball standpoint, just looking at it with our own eyes, and you know, a, a little bit of, of basketball knowledge, you can look at him and say, like, he's not going to lead no team to nothing. You want to know now, why? He's dribbling the ball all, all you know, for for, for twenty seconds and on on a play. Oh, you want to know why he can't be the best player on your team? <laughs> Because physically, he's not equipped for being the best player on your team. Like, if you look at a player like the Greek Freak, right, he's equipped physically to be the best player on your team. Long arms, athleticism, he can jump, he's fast. Like, all of those things come into play when you're the best basketball player on your team. And that's great. It's hard to work your way into but that's not going to win a championship. You have to have some actual physical talents. Like, you have to be an exceptional physical specimen to do things that players are supposed to be. Like, Like that's why every time the Bulls play Milwaukee, they get dusted off. Because that team is full of guys that are remarkable physically. The Bulls have a bunch of guys that are good basketball players, but they don't have a lot of physical talent on, on these teams. Like, come on. Jimmy yeah, Butler, do. would you take? Would you if? Do you think that if Jimmy Butler was playing like this, at the same age that Giannis Antetokounmpo is, right? Let's say the same age, and Giannis is doing what he's doing, and Milwaukee and the, and the Bulls asked Milwaukee for a, a trade, head up. Do you think they're trading Jimmy, like trading Giannis for Jimmy? Hell. Do you think that trade is happening? You want to know why it's not happening? Because Giannis has a twelve foot wingspan. That's why this <laughs> trade isn't happening. That's exactly why this trade is not happening. And it never will happen. Nobody's trading for Jimmy goddamn Butler when you have a young guy that can do everything Jimmy is doing and be young. 
<laughs> like and, and athletic boy. and long and and all of these things that are just great about being young and athletic. It's like Jimmy got short ass arms. If you know what, if Jimmy's arms were a little bit longer, maybe. But he got short ass arms. He's not very tall. He's not athletic. He's just a very good basketball player because he worked hard. And like Rob said, fuck out of here, Jimmy Buster. I've made a lot of realization with this team over the last couple of weeks and months, and I've come to two really quite solid really, uh, thoughts. One, the athleticism of this team is worse than my dad's uh, YMCA team he plays on Saturdays. That's one. Oh, Lord, that's got to be horrible to watch. And two, you pass. <laughs> I mean, yeah, my dad is 46 and still thinks he's out there playing like Young Magic or something. He's putting hernias and stuff. You don't know. He might. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when you think about it, I understand we want to get Jimmy out of here. We want to get younger. We want to get better. We want to get faster and athletic. But is Jimmy a trade pack with Jimmy? Is it really that attractive? Is it really yes. that sexy to a team? Yeah. Get him Just, out of here. I don't see it. Boston will take him in a New York minute. Oh, yeah. And you could get both those picks from New Jersey. And you could probably get one of the uh, one of the uh, the young players. You could probably get that from that for Jimmy Butler. So do you because, think Boston's asking for too much? I mean, do you think the Bulls are asking for too much for for Jimmy? Um, no, because you're in the driver's seat with this. You know, um, people need him. Like if you give Boston Jimmy Butler, that puts them in a different stratosphere, right? Oh, yeah. Like then they can play with they could play with Cleveland at that point. Um, they're probably the only team that we could trade them to. And get anything of you know note. Uh, I can't see anybody else because I mean you got to get those two New Jersey picks, and you got to get like I, I know they they wouldn't give up Jalen Brown, but they may give you Marcus Smart or somebody along those lines. But I don't know, man. I, I can't see them trading Jimmy. Um, you may see them trade Taj at some point, but I think they really want to try to actually build around Jimmy. Man, they ain't trading that nigga. What can they get for Taj, though? I mean, I don't know, like some second round draft pick. You know, who knows? Shit. That's what he's trying to say. <laughs> but I don't even <laughs> want to get like a second round draft pick because their draft picks of late haven't been all that great. Even though Nizel Valentine has looked pretty good the last couple games. Um, when, let him, when, when Fred lets him fucking play. Yeah, when he, when, he, when he plays. And Bobby has actually been looking okay, but Nico has been. Absolutely, and um, and Doug still just isn't shooting. I don't know why he won't shoot. Place too scary, man. Damn. So the Chargers are really leaving uh, San Diego, huh? What happened? Breaking news: They are leaving San Diego. They are moving to LA. So we got another goddamn team in LA. Oh my god! Another team I'm not gonna watch. Yeah, they, they are announcing it on Thursday. It looks like trash, yeah. trash, trash. Didn't Philip Rivers say like he he wasn't gonna leave? They they left like he had to keep him and <laughs> let him stay in San Diego. He's yeah, still some, gonna play for, some, some still gonna play like for the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, so some, some goofy shit like that. You better pack up. You and all your twenty three kids and take their ass to L A. <laughs> you and your uh, what the hell they call them neckties and shit? The joints that he be wearing. Oh, what are they called, man? I don't know what the fuck it's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. No. You ain't take that, take that that bolo necktie. Uh, take your ass to L.A. If there's one thing he has aim at, his wife's wool. His wife's wool. He got about ten kids. He got more kids yeah. than Sean Kemp. Scotty. <laughs> oh man. 
it combined. Oh, that's hilarious. But, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not like most Bears. I'm not Bears fans. Jesus, I just say Bears. Jesus! There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. I think I got a fever, man. There you go. Uh, that Spanish influenza. Well, but, uh, welcome to the other side. I don't really blame. Like most Chicago fans, we blame coaches. We burn coaches as fast as any other sports city and country. But I really don't blame Hoiberg. There's just so many wheels that need oil in this operation. It's not he has his fault. It's not I feel you. I, I feel you there, but like, it's, it's not his man. fault. Price it's man. not just that, but he's 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 done his his he's part. Bad. He's bad. He's at done his, his job. part. Let's just say that. How? Well, he's mismanaged relationships with multiple players at this point. He mismanaged his relationship with Joe Kim Noah when he got over here. He's mismanaged his Ron- this Rondo thing. No, bro. No, Yes, no, he has. No. Yes, no, he has. No, you cannot say that, bro. Yes, no. he has. You know, you know Joe Kim, out of all the motherfuckers that was under Thibodeau, he loved Tom Thibodeau. And he took his anger out of Thibodeau getting fired. On, on Freddie Hoiberg, you know uh, that. I, I, I don't give a, I don't I don't give a fuck about that. When when you come <laughs> over as a new coach and the the leader of your locker room, you're not telling him whether or not he's starting or not or whatever the case is, and you 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 you're bullshitting around with how you're going to utilize him, and you're not telling him how this shit's going to work. And then the, the beginning of the season, uh, you would know what you're coming off the bench. Wait a minute, what like? There needs to be better communication. Yeah, and he, there, there, he, there does need to be better communication, and that, that that actually comes from him being a being a college coach. So I, I'll give him some passes on that with the with that. He he, but he did handle it bad with Rondo. I don't know if he handled this thing with Rondo badly because it seems like everybody handles something badly with Rondo, and it might just be Rondo. Like everybody. No, I'm I'm, I'm with that. I'm with that. I get that. I, I'm not, I give you the, I'm not I give taking you the, the blame. I'm not taking. I give you. I'm not taking game. any blame away from Rondo because at this at this point, like you just said, it, at some point it's you. But by that same token, come out and just say something. Like he he's he's beating around a bush with shit instead of doing like like what, what Carlisle did. He just said, "Look, this motherfucker ain't gonna see the court until I until I'm good and damn ready." <laughs> he didn't bullshit around with it. He said, "Look, me and Rondo had a falling out. This motherfucker gonna sit his ass on the bench until I'm good and goddamn ready." Instead, you know, Fred and, Moore, and, he and, came and, out and was a like, lot "Yeah." Of that with, uh, with Rick Carlisle comes from him being. I mean, he's been coaching for like 15 years, and he got a championship. And it's like he has some passion that comes with him. What's the name? I, of this, I, is a young coach. He's still young. Rondo is a, is a vet. I understand the apprehension with coming to him and doing that. I wish he would have handled it better. But if if your coach can't do that, you want to know whose job it is? Your front office. That is your front office's job to come <laughs> in and handle that. They're like, okay, we see that you can't handle this because of X, Y, Z situation. We're going to come in and make sure that he understands the situation because you feel a certain way about the situation. Instead, you don't. So you don't think that would that would be looked at as kind of undermining then if they did that? No, because you have to. You have to help your young coach out. You can't leave them out there on an island with a bunch of veterans on your team and then expect for them to listen to him all the time. Sometimes you have to step in and help. You don't think that Pat Riley was in there helping Eric Spoelstra with the big three? He was constantly helping them. Giving, making sure that they knew that he was in charge and he was the person that they was listening to. The boys you know what helped you know with, that, with that situation too, though? Wade coming out. Wade, Wade, Wade came in and was like, you know, nah, this is, you know, everybody want, you know, want us to, you know, blame him or, or you know, have this uproar over this this new, new young head coach. But no, nah, he's the head coach. You know, this is you know, what he say goes and we, we're following behind him. We, you know, we 
you know, we, we ride with them. That, and that's obviously not me if I can say it here. They're too busy if I can yeah. say it. And he, he, he needs to coach harder. And, and all this other stuff. But, but that, that also, Wade did that also because Pat Riley made it very, very clear. This is the boss. You can like it. You can leave it. This is your boss. You don't have to. I mean, what? what? This is the guy that is. Patrick probably ain't doing everything. that because he don't, he don't fucking like Fred to begin with. It wasn't his, it wasn't his guy he wanted to bring in. Who? Gar? Pax. Yep. Oh, uh, Pax. Yeah, probably. But I'm, I'm just saying that those are the things. Right. Right. That, right. That right. A real team actually does. You you make sure that all of these issues are taken care of. We're not going to have any issues. This and even if Pax doesn't want to do it, because like I told you in that text, and I told you on that text message, I don't think Paxson works there anymore. To be like in the office on a day to day basis, John Paxson isn't working there. He ain't doing anything. So that comes from God needs to be in there, letting them know, hey, this is the person who's in charge. I'm in charge, and I put him in charge. So he's in charge, and this is what we're going to do. Guards are sitting there looking stupid with his dumbass neck. Like I didn't told y'all to stop trusting motherfuckers with fat necks. I didn't told y'all this, but y'all don't want to listen. This uh, this organization is so goddamn dysfunctional. It makes no sense. It, it, it boggles my mind how quickly this whole thing fell apart. We went from contending for championships to barely being like, even, we're not even in the playoffs anymore. And that is so disheartening for me. Like, I don't even watch the Bulls anymore because it's like, I just know they're going to lose. Like, I, I know they're going to lose. So what's the point of watching them? Like, and I blame Gar and I blame Pax and I blame everybody. I blame so, Derek. You got the blame? So listen to this. Blame the ownership. There will never be a change in anything unless we change the regime of the ownership. That ain't gonna happen. That's not never gonna happen. This is a cash cow. This team ain't gonna. That ain't not gonna happen. Too too much money is being made with with them and and his other squad. It's never gonna happen. Um. So so peep this. Um. This I mean related sort of, but. Uh, Derrick Rose shot 11 for 16 with 25 points and was still a minus 21 in his minutes tonight. If that's not telling about a, a team slash player's defense, what are, what are, what are your thought, thoughts on that? There, uh, it's been like that all season, right? Uh, they, they supposedly they play better when he's off the court. But, Isn't that, wasn't they saying that same malarkey here? Yeah, they were. They were saying the same bullshit here. Maybe it's true. Maybe maybe teams are better when he doesn't play. Did he lose last night? They lost last night without him. <laughs> so, <laughs> appreciate lost last night without him. Right, so maybe what you're saying is maybe it's not just him. It's just the teams he's playing on sucking because the Bulls no longer have them and they fucking trash and they worse than they were last trash. year. So I don't know. They, they got they got the lead that they wanted. He's supposed he's supposed to be the savior of this whole thing. Is did Carmelo play? Mm-hmm. Carmelo played. He's supposedly he was so bad in the fourth yeah, quarter. Him and, and a lot of other people like they they they. A lot of people try to make the excuse that they was all worried about Derrick Rose. But he was really in it. But he scored, he scored 28 points, and he, and he was scoring pretty efficiently up until the fourth quarter when he couldn't hit anything. So what is, like, was he, did he just, like, start worrying about him in the fourth quarter? Or <laughs> what happened? Because I'm not sure what the, what, what the process is there. I'll tell you what the process is. Them trying to run a goddamn triangle. Oh, my God. Nobody, everybody runs the triangle. Nobody should run the triangle exclusively anymore. With an athletic point guard. Because that's that, so smart. That can't shoot. 
man. You never realize that I've seen there's this uh, YouTube page I follow, and um, they basically just post highlights of last night's NBA action the day after. And I've seen a lot of dead girls highlight reels. If you look at his play, this man does not take a jump shot unless he's being stuck by two defenders or he's off a pick and roll. And when he does, it's some little ugly spot of 15 footer inside the three point line. If you look at him shoot, it looks like he's leaning into the shot. Yeah, always. That's always been his problem. And that's why he shouldn't take anything but those ugly 15-foot jump shots. I don't want to see him take nothing else but those. Everything else should be going to the basket. That boy on drugs. (laughs) (laughs) I told y'all, something is up with him, man. Like, like, But like I said, you know, the whole whole thing with the the rape case, it's hard to, to just be okay after that, like you, I don't, I wouldn't expect anybody to just be like, "Oh, okay, I'm off, I'm cool now." Hi guys, we're <laughs> ready to go now. <laughs> like that's just not reality. <laughs> I saw somebody say, "Man, Derek just wanted to have white." <laughs> <laughs> like shit, I ain't had no heroes in the night, man. I just, just want to have white. Oh, everybody tripping. <laughs> Salt, pepper, mild. They got that shit in New York. You know, I got no fucking hills in New York. Man, I got some big greasy ass pieces, pieces of a, a, a piece of flat ass pizza. <laughs> 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 fucking rich crackers Car- with cardboard salsa cheese on them. <laughs> cardboard ass pizza. Uh, you need New York. You need New Yorkers listening to this shit. Yeah, we talking about your pizza. Yeah, we own y'all. We at your neck right now. Nasty ass pizza. Nasty ass pizza. We lost, we lost uh, Dallas, Texas earlier. Now we lose and Alabama because we're, <laughs> yeah, y'all lost, <laughs> we lost, we lost Alabama. They went in on Alabama too. Uh, we gonna cover all all other forty nine out this bitch. <laughs> How do we lose Alabama? Did we talk about they twelve fans that waited for their players to get off the bus when they when they got back? <laughs> no, nah, I think they said that everybody that was inbred and <laughs> like yeah, their sister or some shit. Yeah, they're too, they're too busy uh, fucking their cousins. Why they, why they, that's why they go see the players get off the day. It was, it was like twelve. It was like twelve fans waiting outside the play when these players got off. So if we don't win. Yeah, yeah, that's it, huh? Well, yeah, y'all some two faced ass motherfuckers. I don't know one person that like is a Alabama fan now that was an Alabama fan like ten years ago. No, no. <laughs> Because they, not, was getting they, they was getting their heads beat in 10 years ago. Now Alabama was, Alabama was a forgotten about school until uh, Nick Saban took his bitch ass down there. Now everything is roll tied now. So, yeah, I got it. I got people oh, yeah. that, that, go to, that went to Illinois talking about some damn roll tide. Roll like, tide. Beat your ass out of here. Roll tide. Beat it. Take y'all ass back to Alabama with that shit. So Lose nice. They lost. I got one question. I what hate Saban. What's the Crimson Tide? <laughs> what is that? Um, I, be, I, I bet you when you look deep into it, if you get the real definition, it's some racial shit. I, I knew it. I fucking I, can see I was going to say that shit, man. The blood <laughs> of your goddamn it. slaves. I was about on flow because they're a bunch of school in the SEC. Every school in the SEC, all of them have some type of racist ass shit that ties into their mascot. If you read into some of the history of some of these schools, man, and see what these schools was doing back then, dog, you you would be 
floored, especially schools like like Alabama and fucking Ole Miss. Some of the shit they was going, was going on, man, oh, please. Man. They was doing some wild stuff back then, man. I think they said that the reason why, um, like, LSU, like, so many SEC teams have Tigers as their mascots, something super fucking racist, and they have to change it. Like, that's how bad those schools are. Oh, look at, yeah, like, look at that shit, man. North Carolina, like, the Tar Heels, that, that shit is, <laughs> they ain't got nothing to do with your damn goat. Because the Tar Heels, anyway. Is that, like, is that an actual, like... No, it's a, it's a nickname given to people that live in North Carolina. I don't know where it came from. I thought That's it was like saying. something about the uh, the, the roads. Uh, oh, no, like... Tarn like, and feathering the goddamn thing. <laughs> something about tarn and... Uh, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> there, there it is. North Carolina out of there. Yeah, North okay. Carolina is out of there, too. Thanks a lot. Out of there. Oh, oh. If you were the only asses. Duke too. Florida State beat the shit out of them last night. Go Knowles. Fuck Duke and fuck Grayson Allen. Uh, that's that's another thing. Fucking Grayson Allen. What's wrong with this kid, man? This motherfucker tried to push a coach last push night. Push a coach. Did you, did you, wait, what? <laughs> did you see? Uh, did you hear about this? I know when the player pushed me. No, and that's man. not what happened. What's this shut your yeah, dumb you ass to just go along? So look, so listen. On the radio today, why would the silly did like this six degrees of separation thing? So like when they when they saw the the statement come out, they were like, wait a minute, you know it's kind of odd because like they, they watched the video. I still haven't seen the video, but like they was like, I don't know, man. I'm looking at this video and this looks like a fucking shove, bro. He so he was like, a, so he was like, wait a minute. So this coach that made this statement, you know, who is this guy? So this coach has some Chicago ties to uh, uh the he, he's uh friends with like uh what's the call his uh, son uh the son. Right, who's obviously cool or used to work for Coach K as, as you know his yep. assistant coach or some shit. It's like, oh shit, like that's a bullshit. You do damn well that kid pushed you, but you don't want to. You want to upset Coach K because he come after your ass, and you, and you would never, you would never get a, a job. So what's wrong with him? What's wrong with this race? He's an emotional, he's, he's an emotional, an emotional imbalance. After that time, when, when, when he got pulled out of the game or whatever, when he kicked, when he tripped Buddy, and he had a fucking hissy fit on the yeah, on the sidelines, you knew at that particular moment. All right, that kid has a he has a chemical imbalance. That's something wrong with him. That's all there is to it. Basically, he 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 has he's like a petulant little child that have, that hmm. that doesn't have it all together. <laughs> that doesn't have it all together. Oh my god. Hey, he was on that he's bench like I said that that game when um yeah I mean he was like they, they had they basically had to tie him to the damn bench like dog like relax stop stop really tripping crying, people crying and all this other stuff and crying and all stop tripping people it's real, real easy Devin um you can continue light skin coalitions first um <laughs> first host the podcast <laughs> yeah yeah that's sweet uh I guess in I gotta ask everybody their A2S official playoff picks. So you gotta get I need what is it, four of them left? God the NFL season yeah. is so fucking boring this year, man. The college season was Bob, what you got? <laughs> it ain't the Packers. Hey you ain't got to cough your hate through uh you got to say your hate through a cough. I'll say it clearly for you. I hate the Packers. I got you know, I don't know who the fuck I got. I know it ain't the Packers. 
I'm just praying. Look, you guys better pray and hope that the Packers win all of this shit. Because if they don't, I, my friends, am going <laughs> to go ham. Prepare for an onslaught. I'm a block coming. Guys. I'm a block. Yeah. You know, like, can't wait a month or so for you to cool down, and then I'm gonna add you back. <laughs> like so, Devin. Green <laughs> Bay lost that happened three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> three compared months to, ago. Like, compared to other seasons, like I just don't know what it is. I mean, I'm just not like drawn into like this season. Like I feel like every game I watched this year, I fell asleep on. A lot of it, man, is is Promise. bad scheduling. They've scheduled yeah. the they, they've there's been some real dope games that haven't been put in prime time. The networks have this thing about certain teams playing that they figure, oh well, you know, this is a historic, you know, matchup and you know, this, that and the third and instead of making it about the teams that would be dope that's you know match up well is gonna make a good game, they forget to to put those on prime time like they like they got the power to flex these teams out of these spots and they just don't do it and then and then also the Thursday night games have always all been bad too because they pick bad they purposefully pick bad matchups to put on Thursday because they know it's going to be bad football you can't yeah. ask these guys to play on Sunday and then turn around and play again on Thursday it's, it, these guys need time to recuperate I mean they're playing you know four quarters of, of football it just it don't work that way. So that too, and then Monday nights haven't been that much better. It's been a little bit better, but not nearly as good as it's, it's been in the past. Not a crap ton of really, really bad football. And I don't think I watched one. I didn't watch one regular season game um, <laughs> in, in completion. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I didn't. I didn't I, watch not one. I like, I like football too much to not watch. An entire. I probably I probably watched game. the last quarter of like a lot of games, but not one through four. I think this weekend it's going to be dope, though. We got some real good matchups. Uh, Cowboys Packers. I think it's going to be a real good game. Um, uh, reluctantly, I got Green Bay winning that one. I don't know. Suck on that. <laughs> I'm gonna bring up a dude from Twitter again. E Brooks, uncut guy. He may be a complete ass wipe or anything. Me and him talk politics. Like he's. The absolute worst. When it comes to Packers football and this Cowboys game, I kind of agree with him. A young team like the Cowboys, there's two rookies, a quarterback and running back, having a bye week. I don't. I see that as that not being beneficial to them coming out with a W on Sunday. Go ahead and let that sway your opinion, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, you boys still got to go down two dollars. <laughs> I can see if all that youngness and all that freshness and all that rookiness was to, was taking his ass up to that cold ass Green Bay. I could understand that these dudes are gonna be at home and they building in a dome. Man, ain't nobody worried about that shit. <laughs> you, <laughs> are <laughs> goddamn, you are goddamn. You are goddamn lying. Y'all ain't worried. Y'all, y'all lie. Y'all ass. I, I, if I'm y'all more, ain't worried. I'm more worried about. I'm more worried about the Packers going to Atlanta because. Because speaking of which, I don't see Atlanta winning that shit. Seattle gonna beat their ass. I I can feel it. I just knew it. I know it's gonna happen too. Because I went yeah, back around the be a good game too. I'm telling you, Russell Westbrook. I, mean, I said Russell Westbrook. Wow, Russell Wilson's gonna run that same old play. That play action. Uh, what? Run around for 22 seconds while the offensive line <laughs> holds everybody. 
Exactly. He's <laughs> right to the left, right to the right, and throw 40 yards down. Oh, well, like their offensive line is rock bottom and, and stone cold stunning the, the entire <laughs> defensive line and getting away with it like they always do because for some odd reason that team gets away with everything. Man, Pittsburgh KC game is going to be dope. Maybe yeah, yeah. Who you got, Rob? Who you got? Oh, that's tough, man, because they got to go to KC, man. The only good thing they got they got good going for them is that they they will be used to that that cold weather and that. But I got I got Pittsburgh, man. I think Le'Veon Bell gonna have another good day like he had last week against Miami. I mean they, they couldn't they couldn't stop him for shit. And I think it's gonna be the same case because I I mean I know that people were talking about Big Ben and him being kind of kind of uh, egging it up for the cameras by wearing the walking boot you know after the game and all of that. But you know I think there might be a little bit more to it than just that. So I think they're gonna limit him to you know running around and all that stuff. So I think they're gonna they're gonna run the ball a lot. So I expect to see a lot of Le'Veon Bell in this game. Hey man, they somebody say nobody got a screenshot of it, which is crazy enough because I thought Twitter people work faster than that. But Damian Woody said <coughs> he tweeted out uh, Nadamik and Sue out here getting paid quarterback money. And he attached to Steelers linemen like Velcro. They say the Dominican suit. They say the Dominican suit uh, replied to his tweet saying, fuck you, fat ass. And then he just, <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm shocked nobody got a, got a hold of that either. I can't believe nobody got a hold of that shit, man. That, that was bad. Um. See, but. I think the Chiefs are going to win that game. For some reason, I just feel like they're going to do just enough to get by. Even though I'd rather see the Steelers win because I, the Steelers would be a better matchup and beat Brady and the Patriots. And I can't see They would. The Chiefs stand a single solitary chance in hell of beating Tom Brady and the Patriots. Not us. Man. Oh, so wait, so wait, so wait. Are we automatically assuming that Houston is not going to go into Foxborough and beat the hell out of the Patriots? Who must be out there? Yeah, we, we, got a better, we got a better chance of putting together a team of our family members and going into Foxborough. And I, I wrap Brady ass up. Oh, <laughs> Dirty hits with Tom Brady. Tom Brady is shaking the shit out of you. Carry <laughs> like a man. He ain't shaking me. I ain't going. I ain't letting no fucking Tom Brady shake me. Have your ass on skates, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Nothing in these, nothing in these beat playoffs. If Houston beat the Patriots, we're going to dedicate a whole podcast to that shit. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, here we go. Chris got it. Somebody be a catch. Yeah. I just found it. What? Uh, that screenshot of Damian Woody, but I can't find the, uh, the Donald Trump suit saying, fuck you. Damn, man. That's I'd be so oh, tired of these older oh, football players man. talking, man. Oh, yeah. Shut your ass up. He do that shit because he won a Super Bowl with New England. So did everybody. Everybody won a Super Bowl with New England. I got a Super Bowl with them. I don't say I got a Super Bowl win with New England. I got a ring around here somewhere from them. 2007. Y'all didn't even know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you got a ring? I got a ring, too. Fucking dirty player. Everybody that play on that team is dirty. And y'all smell like baloney. <laughs> definitely not a good smell. Anybody, everybody knows what that means. <laughs> <laughs> you know, man, go watch more money, man. If you if you don't know what Dre is talking about, go watch more money. And you'll know. You'll get that joke. Bro. Come back to us and uh, e- email us later and say, oh, oh, oh. I got <laughs> that's the smell of musty white women. 
See? Oh my God! <laughs> See? See? And now look, now look. Uh, I was uh, now Dre. Yeah, I was getting rid of Steve. I was getting rid of a whole section of. of uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to edit this one down so much, man. I got like, calls from why? family members that talk, that was talking about. <laughs> Meanwhile, and now on the last podcast, and I wasn't, I wasn't going to do it this time. But Chris <laughs> took the torch and ran with it. Man, nah, that's that's boy, what, did, what, did Chris, what did you say earlier today? Uh, earlier this podcast, Chris, I was on, I, I was on mute. You know, I had the family walk, and I was just like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, uh, what did he say? He said somebody was uh, was shucking and jiving for the white man or something. <laughs> oh, like, man, yeah, look uh, at the white man's uh, shoes. Oh yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to edit that one out too. <laughs> we about to get blackballed out here. What? We miss for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he on this straight Paul Mooney, boy. <laughs> Good for you, Chris. I just don't get it, man. These these people. I understand they got contracts. They got these agents. But when I was younger and I was watching sports media and stuff like that, these commentators, they told the truth. They didn't just kiss up to the teams that were the best. They would they didn't follow scripts like they were like they were given. It was actually true. Nowadays, I mean you just got people out here just saying the most reckless, most stupidest stuff. Yeah, I think because that so you know, you got so much social media and all of that, so everybody has a voice. So if you you ain't got to be at work with the cameras on you to go, All right, I can't say that. Right now, but you know, people get home and they go, "Wait a minute, I can say whatever the hell I want right now." And I think a lot of it is like, you know, if you want to be somebody, you have you to be, say so. You got to be it. sensational. I think yeah. that's that's kind of like the issue with us is like we we use a lot of common goddamn sense. So it's like, okay, nothing we're saying is, is like too out of push the envelope. Yeah, and I don't want to push the envelope just for the sake of it. I mean, Chris in here talking about musty white women. I don't know about oh, that. He was representing. He was. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm just fucking around. What I'm saying though, I don't want to just like. I don't want to be like Jason Whitlock. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying shit for the hell of saying it, or you know, like. Um, Stephen A. Cohn, you know, like them. I don't want to be like those guys, and I'm just talking, you know, just to be talking. Like I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. But a lot of people do that. Like you got to get your name out there. Like saying shit, saying half of the shit that they don't even believe. It's just saying shit to be saying it, so that somebody can retweet it, or you know, somebody Click it or whatever. You're just writing any goddamn thing. Allen Iverson isn't wasn't a top whatever point guard. It's like, wait, what? Let me click this shit. Let me click this and send it to ten of my friends. <laughs> hey, y'all, click this. Click this shit real quick. Look, look, look what this shit said. Somebody come somebody look at this come, shit. Somebody come look at this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Allen Iverson, so I, I don't know if y'all talked about this shit, but is anybody into this new three-on-three league shit that's supposed to happen by, by Ice Cube? I heard I am. That shit sounds dope, man. I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 with it. I'm, I'm into it. I, I can't wait to see how this works. So, I mean, if, if anybody out there that, 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 that uh, well, I don't care. I want to watch it. To see some of these older cats or whatever, or even if, you know, I mean, they're they going to, like, recruit cats. So, like, you know, cats that can still kind of play, I, I, I'm, I'm into it. If it's like a street ball type thing, I mean, we, we grew up playing NBA streets. That's what this shit's going to be. 
And I, I, I think that's that's dope because I mean we all they got they, they got so many different like summer leagues now where it ain't just the you know the rucker or whatever. There's so many of these leagues that happen in the summer. Well, summer when a lot of these cats go out and play. That's what that's what this shit would be. But it would be like it'd be, about to get exposed. Yeah, bad. It's gonna be hilarious. Three on three, <laughs> you can't come and help. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm assuming I haven't seen a whole lot of details about it, but I'm assuming Cuba's gonna have it pretty organized, so it ain't just some bullshit. So I'm assuming he's gonna get refs and have it like super organized, which will make it dope. Just like just keep the shit organized though. Like don't like you said, don't don't BT it up. Like don't don't mess it up. If you got a potentially dope idea, don't don't screw it up by, by night. My man said, don't beat <laughs> it up. They go to the section of people out and just fucking pissed off. Zip it up and zip <laughs> it out. Hey man, just don't, don't fuck it up, man. Do the shit right, so we so we so I can see some of these old cats bust some uh some ACLs. <laughs> we don't need to see any more ACLs getting busted. <laughs> For the love of God, no. Light skin coalition. Yes, yes, sir. Nope. We all balling. Gonna get home soon. So, uh, yeah, you niggas come on out of here with your final word. Rob, you go first since you got here late. That's straight back. <laughs> hey, man. Don't, don't, say, don't say nothing to answer either. Just don't be ignorant. Just. <laughs> I don't think I could do any more harm than it's already been done. <laughs> I can't. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think so either. I have no idea how I'm going to cut this. I may have to I just think, put it in. I think the precedent has been set. <laughs> I think we have already gotten rid of about ten states in just the small amount of time that I've been here. But uh, no, no. demographic, the elderly demographic. All right, I don't know how old this bitch was. Uh-huh. I have to tell this story for our listeners. So I'm heading to work. It's, it's <laughs> roughly, it's roughly about maybe, maybe about. In the teens of degrees, maybe about 17 degrees on Monday morning. No, no, I think it was Monday or Tuesday. I can't fucking remember. So I'm walking to work right there on Chicago and Laird. I'm on one side of the intersection. I'm walking to the intersection. On the other side is this white woman. I'm not calling her that because of her. You know what? She wasn't black, all right? So I'm just going to call her. You can't call her a white. You can't call her a white woman because you know that white dude that called a white boy. He lost his shit about it. You know? He lost his shit. Yeah, I'm gonna call this <laughs> Michael Bublé wannabe ass motherfucker. <laughs> you call a white woman a white woman nowadays. So it's, she's it's across the street. Military. She holding a purse in one hand, and she, well, I'm sorry, she wasn't holding it in her hand. She had it like the strap in her elbow with the fist up, you know, entitled as shit. <laughs> Cell phone up. Oh, God, he said entitled as shit. She getting close. She getting close to the curb now. The ice was on the street. I'm assuming because the street sweepers came through the night before and sprayed all the water up onto the sidewalk. Man, when I tell y'all this woman hit the heart, I swear, she looked like Michael in the Smooth Criminal video because she went <laughs> down at first. And then she came back up. Man, this wench fought gravity with all of her might, boy. First, the purse came off of her. Then when she hit the ground, not only did you hear her body hit the pavement, but you heard the screen of her phone hit the sidewalk. Pa-ya! Jesus. <laughs> she, like, she like Meek Mill. <laughs> <laughs> 
So mind you, I'm standing there looking, right? Now, I'm, at this point, I'm like, oh, shit. I'm not going to go to that side of the intersection, even though I got to cross the street. I'm just going to go to the other corner and then cross over again to just say, fuck it. But before I do, let me be somewhat nice because it's my, you know, my first day at work. She looked up at me as if, you know, <clears throat> as she collected all her pride. She, first of all, she was looking around to see who saw. <laughs> and I was the only person standing there on a rush hour Monday. Don't get at me like, you know, how come you didn't bring your life skin ass over here and save me somehow and jump across traffic? <laughs> like, bitch, what you, what you expect me to do? So I shouted out. <laughs> she looked at me crazy as she's picking up her pride and shit and putting it back in her purse. <laughs> and so I said it one more time just to be nice because I'm not going over there healthy enough to get yourself back together I said are you okay man when I tell y'all she gave me a middle finger from hell like it was like she pulled a pistol out of her purse that was in the shape of a middle finger and she gave it to me hard boy hard and I know that phone screen was cracked too that must have been the, that must have sealed the deal for a punk ass <laughs> to make it even worse when I was walking when I was walking to the bus at the end of the workday, I saw her at the same corner. Now she didn't notice me because I have I have my uh my hood and my jacket on with my hat. So she didn't recognize me, walked right past her, didn't even notice. And she it looked like she was probably at work like this. Would you believe this fucking nigga at the <laughs> <laughs> Look like she had a terrible Monday. This terrible. I cannot. That's my closing I statement. Can't. Rob, Drake, Chris, y'all got anything y'all want to say? No, I cannot possibly cut this up. <laughs> <laughs> there is no editing to this. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to lose everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sorry. So, whoever the grandchild or the child is who follows us or listens to us Facebook, I, if that was your grandmother or your white mom that works downtown in the North Loop, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. She should have fucking watched where she was walking. Fuck her. To be, to be just sleeping on that pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> well, I think that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> For Rob, Chris, and Devin, I'm Dre. This is ETMF. It's not even ETMF. This is how fucked up this shit is. This is according to sources. <laughs> We up out of here, man. Peace. (laughs) White people.
This has been a production of the ETMF Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out etmfpodcast.com to find more information on all of the shows.